0: Hey, what's up guys? I'm Spencer Powell and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm in a few different mastermind groups, and you guys probably know I'm huge into personal growth and self-development, self-improvement, been reading those type of books for more than a decade now. Go to a lot of events, conferences, listen to podcasts, try to, you know, connect with a lot of mentors and different, you know, groups where I can learn things that I don't know kind of throughout this process and meeting with my team and you know uh, that sort of thing I I've been getting a bunch of questions. I thought it'd be fun to just do some QA question uh QA podcasts every once in a while. So I'm just gonna uh, do three questions for today, kind of across the board, you know, so business wise, not necessarily just marketing focused. And uh, and we'll see how it goes. So if you like the format, let us know over at radio at builderfunnel.com. If you don't like the format, let us know over at radio at builderfunnel.com. We'd love to hear from you and that is the same email address you can submit your questions if you have anything that you uh, want to ask on the show. So with that being said, these will be probably a little bit shorter. We'll hit the questions up and we'll we'll uh, wrap it up. So first question that came in is, what do you do with your business profits? So kind of this question around like reinvestment versus taking money out? And so I'll I'll tell you how I approach it. I once heard of a mentor and he was kind of talking about basically, you know, business is super, super high risk, right? By the time you hit the 10 year mark, it's only like four percent of businesses that maybe make it to 10 years and hit a million in sales, you know. So to to do that, I'm probably botching the numbers a little bit, but it's a it's a very, very small number. So if if you're in business and you're making money and you're still operating and it's um, it's been been a while, right? There's a lot to be said for taking chips off the table. The odds of a sale, I think, are generally low, especially in you know for a local you know remodeling home improvement business. And so you're either going to have to transfer that to a family member or try to f- try to find a buyer. Um, really, the only way you'll be able to find a buyer is if you've totally removed yourself and you have systems for everything, um, and you can show consistent, you know, revenue or potentially revenue growth year over year. And so it ju- it just doesn't happen that often. And so if you kind of think, okay, like I want to build it to sell it, but knowing that the sale may never happen then I'm going to look at it as, okay, I'm going to use this as my cash generating engine. And then I'm going to plow that cash into investments. And, and that's generally how I look at it is, hey, if you're, if you're running a profitable, profitable business, like there's always going to be money that I do reinvest into the business because you want to reinvent yourself, you want to grow, you want to get better, you need new, you know, technology, you know, training systems. We re-reinvest in a lot of actually education and training, you know, and leveling up our skills, because those are the things that are really going to get you to the next level. Um, so whether that's sales training, marketing training, um, different programs, you know, leadership training, all of those types of things, those pay pay dividends in, in spades really. So I think you have to develop your own percentage, but I think that's a good way to do it. Is just say, okay, let's say my business had, you know, a quarter of a million dollars in profit this year. I'm going to take, you know, twenty percent and reinvest it in the business, and I'm going to take eighty percent out, and then I'm going to put a hundred percent of what I took out into investments, whether that's rental property or the stock market or, you know, cryptocurrency or you know whatever your investment strategy is but that way you start to build up an asset base that is diversified from your primary business and cash generating engine and that way you know if you get another kind of 2008 type situation you have other assets you have other things to allow you to survive so yeah business profits you want to have you know your your operating expenses your runway you know in cash whether that's 3 months 6 months whatever you're comfortable with and then anything over that, as you are profitable each year, you know, put some towards reinvestment into your business to help it grow, help it get better. And then take, I would say, take the majority off the table and start reinvesting it. So, obviously, depends on your goals, uh, but that that's the way I approach that. All right. So that was that was first question. Second question uh, that came in was just, how do you find good employees? Good question. It's it's pretty broad in terms of how you find them. I guess how I would answer it is the way we take people through our interview process is we really are core values first. So I'd rather find the right person and then teach them the skills than have somebody come in and, you know, they're super good at X, but you know, they're kind of a poison or they have a bad attitude or, you know, they just don't fit the the culture. You know, so for us, we have several core values always be learning, deliver positive customer experiences, achieve more together, do the right thing, and always be teaching. So that's kind of the lens that we're looking through as we're evaluating team members that are applying. And that's actually our first interview. We're looking for those more than skills. And if they make it past that, then we kind of send them through a series of interviews where we're going to test for, kind of the skills analysis like how how strong are they at different areas of whatever they're going to be doing in that role but if they don't even pass that core value test it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how good they are because they're just going to be a drain or a poison or a cancer within the the company and and you know what i'm talking about if you've had somebody that's like that that just they kind of bring the energy down they bring kind of your your all-star employees down they kind of one person that kind of has a negative attitude just bleeds throughout the entire organization. So you want to look out for that. And then you just want to make sure they're super in line with those core values. Obviously, in terms of like where do you find them, there's a bunch of different places to post, but that's how you actually like bring them into your your company is, is we use the the core values really at, at the the front end of that process. book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. All right. So final question for today, I'm wearing too many hats and can't seem to get ahead. I'm selling, running production, doing everything. What should I do? I love this question because when I think about my entrepreneurial journey, you know, I go back to kind of those first first months, first couple of years, you know, I remember when I, I was at the point of hiring my first person. So I was doing everything, you know, I was doing the marketing and Doing the sales calls and landing our first few clients. Um, and then I was doing all the delivery work and doing all the client communication. And it's just a lot. And then, you know, you kind of hit that point where, okay. And then I was starting to hire. And I basically told my first hires, like, hey, there's a part time position. And for the first two weeks, you're going to come in for two hours, basically from four to six. And I'm going to train you. And that was because. For until that time, I was doing everything. I needed needed the time to keep all the things going. And so I guess the way I would answer this question is kind of twofold. Is one, when you have all the hats, you're going to have to create the time to delegate. So it's not just going to be there. You're going to have to be doing all the things. And then you're going to have to create extra time to train and delegate functions so that then you can start to remove yourself from those functions. In terms of which things you should delegate first, you know if you're thinking about like operations as well as like marketing and sales, I would say get out of operations as fast as you can. And I say this because it took me a long time to do that and I feel it really slowed me down because operations and marketing and sales and you know revenue driving activities are very different in terms of you know kind of the the mindset the mentality the types of tasks and operations will always take precedent because you have a client fire you have a client issue like you're all over it and that's all consuming and you've got to jump on that right away and so it Steals time from pushing the company forward on the marketing and sales front. And so, what I would say is start documenting and looking for, you know, documenting your systems and looking for who can take over production and run, you know, operations and get out of the client side and then just focus on marketing and sales. And that will do a number of things for you. One, you'll be able to make sure you're selling the right margin jobs and the right fit clients. And you know, if you do that, then that gives you some forgiveness on the operational side. Um, even if you know you need to jump in and somebody's like new there, they're making some mistakes, and you're guiding them along, and they're coming up to speed or whatever it is. But really, as quickly as you can, if you can find you know somebody that you can just put into that seat where they're going to take on all of the that side of the house, then it gives you the um, brain space to focus on pushing the company forward. Otherwise, I feel like you'll always get in, stuck in that you know cycle of selling some jobs, then you're doing the work, and then you're like, oh, we're running out of work now. I got to go sell, and so you end up just kind of hovering at similar revenue levels or bouncing around. It becomes very seasonal throughout the year. You have dips and you know high times and low times, and then that kind of becomes your cycle year over year too. You might have good years and then bad years and good years. But if you can focus on pushing ahead, then you can continue to push growth year over year and so that that's my take on it as i would say you're going to have to create the time initially like it's it's the entrepreneur's journey like you started it you got to wear all the hats and then each phase you delegate a hat delegate a hat and delegate a hat but you're going to have to create the time to build the system train it and hand it off and then manage it and but as soon as you're managing it then you're spending way less time on it and that allows you to focus where you need to focus so that's what i would say to that one all right guys that's the three questions hopefully you like that format. If you did, uh, let us know. If you didn't, let us know. And then definitely send in questions to radio at builderfunnel.com. And as we're heading into the end of the year, if you guys want to learn more about how we help people build the best marketing plans, head over to builderfunnel.com slash blueprint to learn more and you can book a meeting. All right, guys. That's what I got for you. See you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio.